George Washington Bridge in a collage, and I did all kinds of things jumping off of it and the cliffs, and it was it's horrifying. Yes, but it's like one of my favorite ones, and it actually was good for me. It was it was uh, cathartic for some reason. Yeah, sure. Welcome to the Stolen Hours Podcast: Conversations with Known or Unknown Creatives Across the Arts. Guests share what they create and the backstories that have made them who they are today. Listen in to help support the community of creators and to find some inspiration of your own. The following is episode 17. The artist, the farmer, Marcia Letizia. All right, thanks for everybody for clicking on a new episode. Uh, enjoy it. Thanks to all of those who came out to the Eclectic Festival of the Arts last uh, weekend as well. Uh, it's definitely a good time, especially thanks to all the artists and musicians who came out. And uh, just uh, keep following along at Stolen Hours Podcast on Instagram and www.thestolenhourspodcast.com and uh, hook up those reviews on iTunes. Um, help the cause. All right. Take care. Enjoy, guys. Welcome to the Stolen Hours Podcast. Today we have Marsha Letizia. Um, she is someone who is the director of, director of visual merchandising for many years for major uh, industry, commercial industries like Target and Bloomingdale's and Villaroy and Bosch. So in those times, definitely using her creative skills out there in the industry. Beyond that, she's someone who uh, graduated from Parsons School of Design and ultimately is someone who uh, has made some of the most interesting collage work I've ever seen. And I keep looking at it as some of the best social commentary um, other times, especially during tumultuous times in politics and COVID land and all those things. So um, excited to have her on today. But beyond the artist's life, um, she's recently made a venture into uh, being a farmer for the, in our local scene here at the Vernon Valley Farm and also um, studying agricultural science and things like that in her uh, life beyond the, her, her career. So in retirement. Yeah, doing her thing, making her art, but also getting involved with the sustainability and farming world. So just want to welcome her today. Marsha, thanks for coming to the podcast. Hi, Dennis. Hello. You're too kind. <laughs> you're too kind. Well, it's great to have you. I, you know, you're someone who I always love seeing your art and love seeing what you do. I And too much of it hides out. So I, I figured we got to get you on this podcast and, you know tell people where to go to find your stuff because I think it needs to be seen and again it's really interesting so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, speaking of uh, just your collage work to start um, how long have you been doing these collages how long actually I've been doing the collages since I moved up here to Highland Lakes um, eight eight years ago. Okay. Before that, I did watercolor. I did acrylics. I, I did a whole bunch of stuff. But I was having fun with uh, the collage. And yeah. it really, there's so much you can do with collage. Um, and I like showing kids how to do it. Yeah. And I just, 
it's such a it's a really good medium. Absolutely. It's not just cutting out pictures. You can, you know, make pictures out of lots of pictures or you can just, you know, make scenes and it's really fun. Yeah. Really yeah. fun. That's great. So, I mean, eight years ago, you're still in the midst of doing this visual merchandising. So was it a reaction to being in the thick of that as well to just do something um, that was different and that was, wasn't on such a grand scale of working smaller? It was because I needed to work smaller. Yeah. I don't have the space here okay. that I used to have before I lived here. Sure. So um, putting on a big sheet of watercolor paper or doing a painting, the light's not great. It, mm. And I, so I said, you know, I'm going to try collage. And it was just, it really, really clicked for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it really a great did. Thing. And as you saw, now I'm sewing yeah. over the printed collage. I print the collage on fabric. And then I'm embroidering over it. So it's, uh, I'm going to have collage and then I'm going to have like an embroidered collage. Yeah, so it's great. So you have these source, yeah, just from the look of it, the source material is the collage. And then you're basically embroidering right over top of that, which is a beautiful thing. And it becomes this very precious item. It's um, different. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to combine those two really very different mediums. So that's pretty awesome. Well, the original idea was to take the collages that I have done and draw them yeah and paint them in watercolor so it's it's uh it's interesting but also it's the medium people don't take collage seriously yeah i mean i don't sell them i mean i really nobody wants them uh and so i thought you know maybe i'll take the idea because they're cool and then do them in a different medium but i really don't care if anyone buys them so i decided <laughs> I, would, I would do embroidery <laughs> Because sure, sure. nobody buys embroidery either, well, but it's not it's not important to me. Yeah, well, I mean, I just sent you that article with Martha Rossler, the famous collage artist. It does matter somewhere in the world, yeah, in the art world at least. It's, yeah, it's a well, thing. Yeah, but I mean, I love it, and it is important. People like it, but yeah. but you can't sell them. Yeah, no, like you can a painting. Sure, I don't, sure. I'm not sure why. Maybe you got to make some uh, non fungible tokens of your work. Do you know what this is? No. It's like the latest thing where you, you basically digitize your work and there's a there's an imprinted original digital file that has got basically a tracking record on it that says, you know, what this thing is, who made it, and then who owns it. But they've become kind of a you know a trend in the in the in the uh the cryptocurrency market. Oh and, really? Yeah. So it, I, it might sell there. I, which is interesting to see what sells there. I'm like, wait, wait, that's selling there? That's so interesting. Well, Dennis, that went right over my head. <laughs> But I, <laughs> I am on Instagram, yes. and the, and the thing about Instagram is that I have I've discovered for myself, not mm. for the world, but for myself, I've discovered amazing artists yeah. who do amazing art, and it's just from some random person liking what I posted, yeah. and then I look at them, and then I look at the people who he looks at, yes. and, and through that. I've, I found so many amazing, amazing people. And, and I even traded art with one of them. Oh, that's great. That's because great. our art was so similar. Yeah. But not. And and she was happy to do it. Oh, and that's so great. We, we traded art. And we've done that. Yeah, we've we have traded done. art. And I have, yeah, I think I have three or four. I have, yours. I have three or four. Right oh, here. I totally forgot what that looks like. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the, the art trade market forget and nfts it's more so interesting to think of like yeah, other artists who appreciate your stuff and and also yeah even people who aren't artists who are creative who might be like wow i love that visual so the i'd say our world as you know social media people 
it's it's almost just as valid as like gallery people because of the respect and respect and um, response you get. So do you feel like that's where you you well, get some love? Yeah, because one of my pieces it was a commentary on um, Black, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. um, that actually got picked up by Beers, which is a big gallery. Yeah. Like I didn't know it was such an enormous oh, famous yeah, gallery in in London, and they featured me on their website. Wow. And that was really cool. That's yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So like, you getting your stuff out there in whatever form. You know, I know you always don't love it in person. Oh, I hate it. But, <laughs> but, but to get it out there. I, but I still have to work. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a choice. Yeah. As you know. Absolutely. It's definitely not a choice. You you have to do it, or else you're sad. Yeah. Yeah. And I if mean, you're sad, you have to do it. It's just the I mean, and I've I, we've been privy in our our local artist group here to see some of your. I, you know, it gets more private collages where you're like, I'll never show this, right. but you've been willing to show it to us. And I, I do see it and I know it is part of your, it is therapy for life. Like I'm going to make these things in response to the chaos going on around me. Exactly. Exactly. It's thing. been, it's been tough, mm. uh, you know, mentally for a lot of people yeah. in the last four years sure. or so. And, uh, so, um, expressing it with art mm. is a really good way to, uh, kind of get it a little bit out of your system yeah well that's and that's the cool thing that you are sharing it too with others out there on Instagram well I, and yeah people, that, that's because i don't know them reacting i'll never and, see them yeah but the little art group up here in highland lakes i think it's a safe space yeah so i'm not so you know self-conscious about showing to sure. you guys for our small little small little, neat, group. little group when here. i show up <laughs> When you show up, let me bust your chops. And <laughs> that's great. And I, I know that's given us a friendship, that group, and, you know, to the point where my kids have played in your yard and swim and off your dock. And Not this really year, nice. unfortunately. <laughs> Next year. Yes, exactly. Um, so let's uh, go go back. So where did you live before that you had more space and you were doing these watercolors and things? I lived in Tenafly okay. in Bergen County. Mm. I had a, you know, a house. My kids grew up there yeah it was room more room yeah and more light and um and i used to do watercolors i've done portraits for yeah. but um not everybody likes their portraits so sure, it's sure. not real fun <laughs> you know there's a funny story yeah, <laughs> you know picasso painted gertrude stein yes the the right the author yeah and when he was done she and they were really good friends she said to him that looks nothing like me and he said, oh, it will. <laughs> so that's that was always the answer that I gave to people. And said, that doesn't really like look like me. And I'm like, yeah, well, it will. In a couple of years, you'll see. In a couple of years, it's going to look just <laughs> like you. <laughs> that's great. That's great. That's great. Well, that, I mean, I think if I think of Gertrude Stein, I think of that painting rather than Gertrude Stein. <laughs> exactly. You know what? I didn't even know what Gertrude Stein looked like. Exactly. I, I just so, when I think of her, I think of that painting. So poor, Gert- poor yeah, poor Gertrude Stein only looks like the Picasso painting in our minds. <laughs> Little did she know that that would be it. <laughs> that's all. That's exactly. <laughs> he was right. He was actually yeah, right. Well, I, I, mean, I think when I do render pictures, even of my own children, um, they look, always look older. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a real thing too. It <laughs> so is. It's like, funny. There's, you know, the, especially the sketchy artist. You know, too many lines. There's too many wrinkles on that baby's face. <laughs> you know, wrinkles are like shadows. Like they five years. That's ninety. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So you have um, 
So you raise your kids during the time of raising your kids. Were you also working? Yes, I was working uh, for a major department store okay. as a visual merchandise designer. Yeah. Um, I worked in Bergen County and I worked in uh, 59th Street uh, okay. for years. I mean, years and years. Yeah. I think I did it for 15 years. All right. Was that with Bloomingdale's? Yeah. That? Okay. All. It was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed the job. What did you do? I made things look pretty. I mean, it depends on like I mean, in the store, in, in the, the first, storefront, the first store, um, I gradually became the, uh, the director or the, the manager. Yeah. So I was like a senior. So I would get a giant book mm. from the main office and have to follow all the directives. Okay. There was leeway to be creative, which was the fun part. Sure. And then when I got transferred to 59th street, um, I went up to the home store, which no one seemed to care about. So I had free reign. I wow. did anything I wanted. So we set like amazing elaborate tables and bought crazy accessories. And it was really, it was really fun. So this was the in-store experience for people? That yeah, They would walk into exactly. your and they would installations of, exactly. of grandeur. For like five years, it was mannequins and, yeah. you know, everything. And then the last few years, it was uh, only... Um, tabletop housewares dishes and things so we had lots of tables and i would design the tables and we had a team of carpenters who would make the the tables from what i drew or a picture that i ripped out of a magazine and we did some really fantastic things i had a i think i had four people in my on my team that's awesome yeah until i burned out (laughs) yeah sure because that's it's it's just um, there's a lot of money involved. Yeah, yeah. You know. And I think when I first met you, you were still doing that job, and uh, I was probably doing it freelance. Okay, okay. Okay, so after that, I did freelance. lots of freelance stuff, yeah. and then I just stopped. Sure. And was that was that just a choice, or was it like I'm just going to retire from this and yeah, move on? Yeah, it, it just got you know, it got too hard. Because um, there was a lot of things I had to buy and keeping records and getting reimbursed. Sure, and, yeah. and it was just like, no, this is not fun anymore. Sure. So yeah. I stopped doing it. Yeah. yeah. Did you miss it at all after? Well, I like doing it. Yeah. And uh, the farm I, I work for, Vernon Valley Farm, <laughs> yes. we have a little store on Route 94. The co-op. Right? Yes. Yeah. A farmer's cooperative. Yeah. And it was, and it... Um, um, what's I going to say? <laughs> Just how your skills transfer. So, so I, I, I designed the interior as much as I could oh, okay. there. So it's really pretty in there. It's yeah. cute. And it's got cute signs. It's a really nice looking little store. Sure. And it's all, you know, farm products and local artisans and, yeah. and things like that. It's really little cool little store. That's great. So, so I, I still get to practice it. Yeah. That's great. So you so you wanted to enter the farming world, but your your art skills come with you. Exactly. You can't help it. You can't come. Can't it. help it. Can't help oh, it. Oh, you're there. opening a store, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then I rub my hands together, and I'm like, yeah, oh, let awesome. me at it. That's great. Yeah. So I've been um, I've been with the farm for three years. Nice. This month. That's great. So the the so, store opens up, and you've basically had a hand in, in what it looks like inside. Yeah. That's great. As much as I could. That's awesome. We'll, we'll do more once, yeah. you know, there's a lot of paperwork that has to be done for opening 
things like that. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, so now it's it's nice. It's great. And the product is good. But nice. I want to make it like really fabulous. Nice. Nice. So what is how long have you been working at the farm? Three years. Okay. This month. And you just basically, um, what do you do? Everything and anything? Yeah. I'm uh, I mostly, well, in the winter, the chores are different than the summer chores. Yeah. So in the winter, I feed cows um, grass that we've collected, you know, yeah. uh, hay that we've collected all through the summer and sure. all through. And then we feed that to them in the winter. And I also uh, take care of uh, the chickens and collect the eggs and all that stuff. Awesome. And whatever there is to do. Yeah, yeah I there's do. always a job to be done. Yeah. That's great. So what made you interested in the, the farm world? I from... wasn't interested in it at all. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I went on a, uh, a garden tour. Okay. Um, Dirt Magazine does a kitchen garden tour every yeah. year. And I went in on it once and I met Christina from Vernon Valley Farm. And, you know, I just hit it off with her. And also there was an enormous amount of work and she was like the only one who did it. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, how does she do it? You know? So I said, I'll help. Yeah. And it was, it's just really good, hard work. Yeah. And I'm, the harder, the better. All right. So that's good. Like cathartic too. Right? It it's is. All in its own way. And it makes me feel like I'm like going to the gym instead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have to join the gym. <laughs> no, I can just work on the farm. That's great. It's great. So, it's fun. How interesting. Um, so you go from like working in New York City to working in the... It's crazy. But this is where we live, too. It's, it's 40, funny when, 40 miles from New York, but you are you can go work on the farm. I know. It, really nice. it really is funny because I put it on my LinkedIn. Yeah. And so people are like, you do what? Yeah. What are you doing now? I'm like, yeah, I'm farming. And they're like, really? You know, no one could believe it. Yeah, yeah. You know, black you know, like chic and like oh, Boston... Now I'm like, you know, a slob. I'm dirty. <laughs> <laughs> My hair is never <laughs> kept. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it must feel on, on some level like freedom. Eh? There's a reason why you decided to get out of the industry. And, and this is kind of the opposite. <laughs> That's my clock. Awesome. It's going to meow. That's... It should stop now if it's four. It's four o'clock? <laughs> then that's it. Four meows. <laughs> that's awesome. I know. Everyone looks around for cats. <laughs> that's great. All right. So uh, it's so cool. Yeah, I think just really pulling off um, a, a, a situation where even people are like, whoa, what are you doing? This is so it's like kind of. You like, like throwing for people for a loop, though, don't you? <laughs> I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> You know, I wore suits every day at work, yeah. and then I was working in a showroom, and I had short sleeves on, yeah. and there were a lot of people around that I knew from professionally, yeah. and they were like, you have a tattoo? <laughs> You're tattooed? Oh, my God. I mean, people get this idea yeah, of what you are, you know, yeah. and then, you know, yeah, you can throw them for a loop, but that's not my problem. That's not sure, my sure. fault. It's, yeah, you just being, them, just they being, judged me or whatever. Being yourself, or even... They're like, maybe I could roll my sleeves up now. <laughs> well, now I can. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, you, so how long were you in the uh, visual, visual merchandising industry? How long were you there? About yeah, 15 years. 15 years. I lived in France before that. Okay. So as, when I moved back to the United States, that was like my first job. Okay. And it lasted for all those years. Wow. And so when you, you, you basically were in France... Uh, 12 years? Yeah. yeah. I went after college. Okay. 
I am totally in love with uh, Impressionism. Okay. Um, I still do. It's yeah. my favorite kind yeah. of artwork. I mean, it's just so beautiful and colorful and, you know, you really feel when you look at them. Yeah. So I decided that um, I had a little money. I decided I was going to go to France. I was going to rent a car, go to the south of France, and look at the churches that, you know, were painted by, you know, certain artists. And, you know, I wanted to see that red building in Nice where Matisse painted the... Yeah. You know, the fishbowl and the women in the window of the building. Wow. I saw that. I saw churches that were painted, you know, by different art. I just, I followed, I went to Valerice and all mm. these places where there were artist communities. I saw where Picasso worked. I mean, I went, yeah. I went everywhere. So you just wanted to really immerse yourself in the culture. And, and I never left. <laughs> well, so I, what, did, what did you do for work when you, and where did you live in France? I lived in Nice. Okay, you said that. I um when I got there I got a job advertise in advertising. Yeah. I did posters um for the uh Nice Jazz Festival. Oh cool. So I worked for an advertising agency when I got there. I can't I and I can't for the life of me remember how I got that job. Yeah, yeah. But it was a good one. That's great. This I is know. right out of Parsons. Yeah, it's right out of Parsons. Right. And it's funny because um they sold them, you oh, know. Yeah. I mean I didn't get any money for that. I <laughs> and one day, this is a funny story. My sister was dating this guy who lived in Brooklyn. Not that that's you know important, but she went to his apartment, and there were my posters framed hanging on the walls. Wow! That's his great. friend, his roommate, had bought them. So it was so when he I was mean, in Nice. And he went to a jazz festival and wow. he bought all my posters. Oh, wow. And they were all framed and hanging oh, that's in the great. apartment. Well, fully an art piece. Isn't that, that crazy? appreciated beyond, yeah. I know. Different that's, country, that's too. Awesome. That's awesome. So that's, yeah. a, that's a great story. So that's it. So you and came. And then um, after that, um, I worked for the, the city of Nice. Okay. I did some tourist, you know, illustrations and, and stuff like that. And then I painted and I... Uh, I sold my paintings in the town square. Mm. At that time, I had moved to a different town. Okay. It was really touristy. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I sold, and we artists can go um, twice a month to sell their stuff and not have to pay taxes oh, okay. or sign up. You can just go and, and nice. do it. And yeah. that was the town thing. So I sold a lot of pictures. That's great. Um, and Mostly watercolors then? Or? No, that was all acrylic. Acrylic, okay. That's what... That's what the tourists that came off the buses yeah, wanted. Yeah, want acrylics. <laughs> yeah. Paintings. The paint, the paint wouldn't be wet. <laughs> be That's wet. right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you can make them out. Make them out. I was doing collage back then, too. Oh, actually, yeah, one of the you. jazz posters is collage. Yeah. Actually, a couple of them are collage. So I didn't even know I was asking a poster designer to make the poster when we did the first eclectic evening of the arts. <laughs> You were, I was like, hey, can you make this poster? Like, we should do an eclectic afternoon outside of the arts. Yes. That would be interesting. Maybe. What are you thinking? What do you want to do? Well, I was listening to your podcast, I think, with Bert. When yeah. you were talking about doing something on the clubhouse grounds. Yeah, the, yeah, I thought that was a really good idea. Outdoors, you know, yeah, safe well, distance. And sure. If it doesn't, you know, mess with the Highland Lakes official um yeah, Art sh yeah show. The professional show. So, yeah, so uh, there's some, yeah, I was wondering if that's going to happen or not, but there is talk of another art in the lawn and having the clubhouse lawn be part of it. 
So it wouldn't be the main, only the, the one location. It would be multiple locations as well. Mm-hmm. But then having the clubhouse salon be actually a place where we would support the Goodwill Fund and our, we would donate some more pieces. That would be great. And they would basically auction them off on the lawn. Yeah, that would be cool. And then you can have performances going on, like music exactly. and in the background and you know, kind of keep people in their pockets. And then even, you know, with you know, the improv dancers, et cetera. And know. Carrie can do her and thing. And Carrie can do her thing. So yeah, it's it's really a, it's it's in the works. So good, they good. reached out to me actually. Well, to, I'm gonna to say no right now. <laughs> no, you, sure. you just it was your idea. Wait, you're the, <laughs> no, you you're didn't have to my... talk me into it. Because you know I'll chicken out like a month before Maybe you and say I'm not gonna do it. What if you're doing like a farming demo? Uh, I could bring <laughs> some chickens and force them to like <laughs> 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 Who knows what you could do? Or even like even setting up uh, you know, maybe uh, setting up some sort of uh you know, experience, you know. I, I have no idea. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So at this point, Marcia's husband Glenn walks in the room and we have a whole little side conversation. Just figured I'd give you a heads up. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm gonna say hello. How <laughs> are you doing? Alright, how are you doing? Good. Good. Are you keeping that in? Yeah, I'm gonna keep that in. Okay. <laughs> Do you have anything for the podcast audience? You have nothing nice to say about me? Mm-hmm. Other than you're talented and beautiful, but that's about it. <laughs> and also, <laughs> the other day husband. we were talking, I'm like, I have a lot of artwork upstairs, and I'm like, um, I'm going to start giving this stuff away because, you know, when yeah. when I die, which I will eventually, um, I said everything's going to be tossed into a dumpster, and he actually agreed. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, he didn't agree. You know what he said? He said, oh, it might be before that even. <laughs> He's going to pull out his favorites and things like that, but mm. yeah. dumpster, dumpster. I know that. Much. So I'm going to start giving away stuff. I've almost put you stuff should. in the dumpster myself. So oh, there's way too much artwork hiding in closets and basements that oh, needs I've, to be out there. I've thrown away a lot. No, of don't stuff. do that. I will take, I'll take things. People will take things. I'll give them away. As no, gifts. I'm going to start giving away stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's meant to be seen. It's meant to be shared. It's just that I don't have room and, you know, now I'm, think it's going to go into a dumpster so i'd rather have someone else throw it away that i don't know about <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a sad plague of being an artist <laughs> you, know, you just have stuff upon stuff mm-hmm. and our modern trend to get rid of stuff is not good for the artist <laughs> exactly but there is you know it, it's nice when people get it and want and see it as important so and i think if you give it away as a gift people see it as that automatically so they're not going to throw it out it's funny because uh, on Instagram I had posted this uh, um, landscape I did, uh-huh. um, embroidered landscape, and I said, just finish this up for grabs. And nobody, nobody wait, wait. said, I'll take it. Not one person. They probably thought it was for sale. So I went back and I wrote, free, free, free. I wrote, <laughs> free. <laughs> And then, like, two people chimed up, so yeah. I gave it to the first person, uh, and then I deleted it, because, sure. you know, but I think that that's what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, so I'll I, give out my uh, Instagram, so there might be free stuff. Yeah, there might be free Meets stuff. Free crap. You know what, there is there is this um, this thing, which is interesting, uh, called Patreon, which is like an artist support structure, so people don't always, like, want to buy art, you know, because then they don't know where to put it and things, but they do like that you're creating the things you're making. Especially since we're in this virtual world, you know, a lot and social media 
being the thing. People are loving, like they're liking your stuff all the time. But Patreon is a way for people to support you on the back end. Yeah. So like for your supplies or even like to support you just to so they keep encouraging you to make work. They yeah. Might, and people a, legit like give like monthly donations to artists. There's also an artist support page. Yeah. Everything that's on that um, Instagram. Yeah. By all different artists is all I think two hundred dollars or less for that particular reason. Mm. And so when an artist makes money from someone who buys a piece, then they buy a piece. Okay. Nice. So it's sort of like the money is yeah, is kind of but. You get to keep like something. Yeah, well, it's hard because you know we we validate our own art by people wanting to buy it, but uh, but but you know that's not it. Oh no, I'm totally supported by my husband. Yeah. He buys my art supplies. <laughs> sure, but yeah, I guess that vote of confidence thing. Like it's nice when I sell a painting because it's a bit of vote of confidence. But I, I don't think I need it um, more than more than ever in my life. It's like I have a good job. I have yeah. know, the income. It's not like I'm desperate to sell things. But it is nice when someone wants it. But I, I kind of want to, yeah, I want people to have it. You know, Are you kidding? I want to build another story on my house so I could steal that painting from Bert Young's house <laughs> and put it in my own. <laughs> I but I to, don't have the room right now. I, I need a second it. floor. I might have to steal it back as well. But That's yeah, so I think, gorgeous. you know, I, I love that idea too as part of the need for an artist community, even just to do art, you know, painting trades or. You know, even listen, I got this painting in my basement. I don't want to hang it. I don't want to leave it in the basement anymore. Can you put right. it on the wall in your house? And, you know, that's better than, you know, an artist. All, you know, they don't have the cash to be thrown around either most of the time. I so have it's, to tell you, like in the art group that we have, there's not one person's work that I wouldn't trade something for. Yeah, yeah. And I think not one person. I like them all. So that's the thing that, yeah, I think we should encourage more as artists is to the, the, the sharing and the trading because right, artists because love having back. that too. And even, but artists also just love having other artists work. And I don't know if that's communicated enough, you know? I have a little Carol. Oh, nice. Yeah, Carol. We traded. Jeez. We traded. This is the picture I traded with that person on Instagram. Nice. So this, and, yeah, this just trading of artwork is encouraged, and I, I think that's awesome. So yeah, really if people follow you, they can they might reach out and be like, "Hey, can you trade me this for this?" Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. I'll give you my Instagram. So yeah, well, we're at the end of the tail end. We'll go a little longer. So I, I just talk a little bit more about um, your uh, your creative life. Like, what are you working on right now? The the collage. Uh, for the embroidery. Uh, embroidery. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm working on. Do you have a, like a, a vision? Is it like a certain themes or? No, it's just what I've already done. Yeah. It's it's just what I've already done that I print on fabric and uh, then sew it. How do you it. decide which collages you're going to do this embroidery over top? I just. Um, Designs you like? Well, I thought this one, the one I'm working on right now, it's mother and child and I thought it was pretty and it was very colorful. Yeah. You know, some of the more like horrifying depressing ones you know i'm not sure i'll do those but i might I, yeah. I don't know but this is the first one i did i'm doing right so i look at your collages a lot of it is that i mean collage by its nature has this fragmentation but a lot of your themes are like fragmented humanity you know um in some of those darker ones for sure um and you know i even the the judgments people throw around at each other it seems to come up um you know, do you, do, can you talk about themes that you're interested in, or does it just go all over the place? Just um, reacting to the world, or well, what are you thinking I, about? Well, I've done some 
political things recently. Mm. There's this um, group called, do you know about Tiny Crip? Yeah, yeah. So I've done, I did like four collages, uh, four um, embroideries for them. Nice. So that's when I started doing embroidery again because I used to do it when I lived in France okay. that's that was my art medium when my kids were little oh wow because it was just easy to do and then put down there's no mess it's yeah. just sewing sure um but some of my themes are hard and some of them are funny sure. I mean I do a lot of really funny stuff yes so it's not like I always do horrifying things I've got I've got some that I mean, do you really want to hear about? It? Yeah, I tell, talk about that. Your, I mean, I have, Awful I have, things? I have a collab now. Which hear, one do you Let's hear. Let's go. Let's go. Funny route. I just know I that you, you, you gave have... me like four options for when we did a poster design, and one of them is all these dogs, oh. dogs and cars, dogs oh, with yeah. food plates. Well, dogs see, with, that's a fun one. That's totally fun. I have one of the George Washington Bridge. Yeah. Um, there was this big rash of suicides off mm. the GW. Okay. And I was completely obsessed with that. I mean, it was crazy, yeah. you know. So I did the G George Washington Bridge in a collage, and I did all kinds of things, jumping off of it and the cliffs, and it was—it's horrifying. Yes. But it's like one of my favorite ones, and it actually was good for me. It was—it was, it was uh, cathartic for some reason. I yeah, sure, sure. Well, I think that's yeah. because I—I was—I was there once when someone oh, jumped so off. Yeah. So this is just so dealing was, with that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know. Somewhat, I mean, I think of collage as like somewhat obsessive art, especially the more intricate you get. Um, but I, you know, I, an obsessive thought, finding a release is kind of a nice idea that you can get rid of it that way. Not get rid of it, but create something out of the you, suffering you thought. You, you know, can. To it, create something out of it. It's a little it bit being, liberating. Sure. It sort of takes it out of you a little bit. Yeah. And then I was, I have one picture, it's my favorite one. Um, Archie Andrews' funeral. You know that picture? No, I did not. Well, they killed Archie in the Archie comics. Okay, they okay. killed them oh, off yeah, a few yeah, years I do ago. Know this. Okay. okay, so I did what I thought his funeral would be like. Yes. And that that picture you can look at for like so long because there's sure. so many well-known people in yeah, the pews yeah, of the church. I and think I saw it. It's, it's really funny. That's awesome. That's like one of my favorite pictures. I was uh, like, what? Yeah, yeah. That's Let's great. give him a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, so, how far back does art making go for you as, as a little kid? Or is there a moment? Little kid. So, like, is there a moment? Did someone encourage you? Or? Up, I used to put up art shows in my bedroom nice. on the walls, and uh, I think what happened once. Uh, my, I really, I always liked art, and then my parents sent me to art class when I was really young, and I came back with a picture that was like really good or something and yeah. ever since then and they let me you know they encouraged me nice nice yeah and it's the same thing my granddaughter one of my i mean my grandchildren i think are geniuses yes <laughs> the girls are so good at art you know and oh, sometimes we do art um on facetime yeah and so you know we have like an art class or just grandma kid oh, time. Nice. Get to teach them. yeah it's that's really great. fun that's mm -hmm. great wow that's a gift and so the one of my granddaughters who don't, doesn't live very far, we said when everyone gets their vaccines and all that stuff, we're going to have an art show. Awesome. So I'm doing it for her. We're going to put up all her pictures oh, great. Uh, in her room or wherever and, and yeah. invite a whole bunch of people Do over. An yep, exactly. <laughs> and she's five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> I'm sure she, it'll burn a memory into her life. 
you start her out. You know? Yeah, so that's 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 it. And I just did it all the time. And then I went to uh, fashion school for a year. Okay. And I decided um, wasn't for me. And so then I went to Parsons. Fine art. Was there did you illustration? Have a illustration major. Mm-hmm. Now your own kids, um, the parents of these grandchildren, uh, are they creative people? Yes, they are. Yeah. My son went to Parsons as well. Nice. He is a creative director at an advertising agency, a yes. uh, big one, um, in Kansas City. He's okay. in charge of Dairy Queen. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. He's, in, he's creative director. <laughs> That's great. Proud mom. And my daughter has a, she went to FIT. Nice. And she has a clothing company online that does extremely well. So That's great. Um, yeah, they're both doing great creative projects. That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Can you name the clothing line? Oh, yeah. It's Tied Apparel. T-Y-D-E-A-P-P-A-R-E-L. Uh, it's, a, um, it's a really cool concept. She, she was, she's really good at branding and yeah. all that stuff. And uh, she gives money every month to an ocean charity. Okay. Because Tide is yeah. like, you know, it's I think her motto is perfectly imperfect. Yeah. And it's a it's not a tie-dye. It looks a little tie-dye, but it's like a dip yeah. kind of yeah. thing. And it's really nice. So um, she does extremely well. She can't keep anything in stock. That's great. And she's a one woman show. She yeah. makes the stuff. She brands the stuff. She sells the stuff. She markets the stuff. She does everything by herself. Wow. Okay. She models it, which yeah. she hates. Um, well, she does really, really well with it. That's great. So That's yeah, great. creative kids. Yeah. And their father was a, a musician. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's hard to get away from once you got creative parents and <laughs> it's like, it's going to be in your lives. No. F- and encouraged. Just encouraged, but not forced, sure, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You got to kind of feel out Find your what they're good, you know, what they, they're good at and what they like, you know? Yeah. And then at one point, I think it was like the senior year of high school, I said, you know, you guys aren't going to get <laughs> soccer scholarships <laughs> yeah, yeah. for art. You know, so they stopped sports and I took them to the city, okay. to Parsons um, and also to FIT to do art classes oh, wow. on the so weekends. So it's like us. a high school kid program. All right. So you, like, call, you, guys, it, you call I'm it like on you, sports? Yeah. I'm like, you guys... You know, you want to do art. I know that. So let's, yeah. you know, and Take uh, that time. I figured it would be easier for them to, you know, work on their portfolios yeah. and and stuff like that to uh, get into school. It's good. It's a good advice. I like that. Mm-hmm. I have to think about this when the time comes. <laughs> <laughs> and they could have said no. Sure. Yeah, it's up to them. I would have been like, okay. So very cool. I I. I Definitely appreciate you coming on and interviewing. This is you have such you're cool welcome. things, and to hear your your story and just the backstory and what you're up to is really awesome. So, how do we follow you and find your stuff? Uh, well, on Instagram, um, Marcia Letizia Art. Um, it's M A R C I A L E T I Z I A A R T. All right. So I, I use two A's. That works. That's Instagram. That's really the only the easy spot. Yeah. Spot. All right. Well, very cool. And we'll look forward to you participating in the next. Oh, I'm not going um, to. Art on oh, the no, lawn. No, no. I won't you, do that. You came up with the idea. Oh, no, today. no. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> we'll get Carol to convince you. <laughs> no, or someone else. Or I'll get Glenn on it. I'll get your granddaughter to yeah, make you really? do it. She's like, 
you have to do it. We have an art yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, hopefully for better times, right? Yeah. Get us back out there. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Marsha. It was great talking. You're welcome, Dennis. Always happy to talk with you. Thanks for listening to The Skullballers Podcast! Alright, the cool thing about these pre-recorded episodes is now we could see just kind of history changing even as time goes here. Um, we actually did have that event that Marcia kind of brainstormed in the midst of this conversation. And she did attend and she did teach collage that day to a bunch of kids. I have a photograph to prove it. So thank you, Marcia, for that. Next week we have episode 18. This is a conversation with the playwright Yasmin Rana. Um, just a really talented playwright, also a performer, but also uh, an ESL educator and an educator in the arts as well. So great times, great conversation with her. Um, while you're waiting for me uh, next week, you can check out her uh, YouTube channel, um, which is uh, a Conversations with Ken and Yasmin. Just really wonderful conversations about the arts and life in general. And uh, definitely check it out. And uh, listen in next week. Talk to you then. Thanks, guys. Thank you.